Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. That's right. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Tim Hasselbeck on the Goodyear Hotline in a half hour. In just a couple of minutes, I will explain how the biggest sporting event of the weekend wasn't a sporting event at all, and that is really important. But first, we've gotten sidetracked by a couple of things that we need to address here very quickly. The first of them is this. The legendary Liam has sent some additions to the Beatles list. So today's green list, which was brilliant, was just a compilation, and I think we did like 22 of them, of Beatles songs that you could Chris Bermanize, which is you could make them be about sports. So some of our favorites were Penny Lane Kiffin, Oh Ron Darling, <laughs> And Your Larry Bird Can Sing, Daryl Strawberry Fields Forever. Liam added a few that were not on the original list. Sergeant Julius Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Polythene Pam Shriver, All You Need Is Davis Love the Third, <laughs> and Abby Wambach Road. <laughs> So we got to get all those in. So first and foremost, we got all of that. So those are the Beatles Berman-esque sports references. We needed to get that in because I enjoyed it. The second is, I think we need to get to the bottom. I'll make this one question. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. We made an analogy. And it's not worth going down the road of how we got there. But ultimately, it led to one question. And I'm going to bring it up now to the group. Hembo claims that somewhere on planet Earth... Tell me if I'm misrepresenting your position. Okay. Somewhere on planet Earth, there is a person who has purchased an engagement ring without making up a decision on who it is he or she is going to give that ring to, but just wants to have it handy in case. I think that is entirely possible, if not likely. I think that is stunningly unlikely (laughs) as to being borderline impossible. So let me ask a single man. Hashtag Bubba, who you may not know is thrice divorced. But Bubba, in your single life, could you envision a scenario in which without having chosen the person to whom you will give an engagement ring, you would just buy one and have it? Could I envision myself doing that? Yes. No. Can you I envision, envision anyone doing it? Could I envision anyone doing that? Absolutely. Thank so, you. Bubba. I want a name. Give Thank me a you. name. I want to know one person you know, a human being whom you've met. I don't. Who, I don't know, but that's not the question. The question is anyone in the world. Could someone be? Absolutely. I bet there's multiple people doing that. No, no way. There's zero chance. Tweet at us. Hashtag Greeny. People if you are or someone, I bet there's countless people who do that. No, not countless. I'm going to say there are none or at tops I bet, one. I bet someone will tweet in right now saying they do that. But they can tweet anything they want. You can tweet and say anything you want. You can, as okay, I've said before. Okay, that's fair. You can drive a car with your feet if you want to. It doesn't make it a good idea. So the point is, I, I believe people will tweet that, but I don't. I question their their veracity. Hashtag Devin, you're a young man. Are you married? I'm not. No. Okay. Do you own an engagement ring? I do not. Why? Why not? Because <laughs> I don't have uh, a significant other right, right now. Right. You don't have anyone to give it to. You haven't picked out the person you're going to give it to, and thus it would be insane to already own one. With that said, I'm with Bubba. You're with Bubba because you. you don't have the sense that of, of anything. Uh, let me get one more. Nuno, which side of this do you find yourself on? I think anyone who does this, or what Hembo suggested, will be uh, featured on Law & Order eventually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's very well done. All right, again, I think that if, you've, if you do that, then I think it's insane. All right. The Scoop. I want to get to The Scoop. So I came across this tweet from Ben, is it Fox or Fawkes? 
Ben Fox. I like him. Ben Fox. He's, he's our gambling guy. And I'm becoming more and more interested in gambling professionally because it is becoming an increasingly significant part of our industry. And I think I have a responsibility to understand it better. In my lifetime, I grew up going to the track. I know a lot about betting on horses. And then like everybody else, I would every now and again place a bet on football. But I never was particularly involved in gambling. And that is why I have uh, Hembo, who is my vice president of gambling. And I follow all the guys that we have, Purdom and Faux and all these guys who tweet about gambling. And he tweeted the following. The boxing match between Ben Askren and Jake Paul was the most bet boxing match of 2021. Now, I'm aware of what happened this weekend. Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren in the first round because my son and his friends were obsessed with this. I had dinner with Stevie on Saturday night. He, he, uh, he, he blessed us with his presence. He doesn't mm. deign to hang out with us much. But he had an early <laughs> dinner with Stacey and me before he went. And all he talked about was this fight. He and all his friends were getting together, and they were all watching this. So the biggest sporting event of the weekend wasn't really a sporting event. It was a show. It was dripping with celebrity. And that speaks volumes about our culture. The people who run the big sports leagues in America today should be paying close attention Again, all these 18-year-old kids were obsessed with this. Do you know who aren't regular sports fans the way they used to be? 18-year-old kids. This is the number one reason why the NFL has navigated this tricky course more effectively than other sports. Because young people want two things today. They want an event, and they want to be part of it. Let's start with the event. Football has 16 games. Now it's going to be 17 games. I have said repeatedly, be careful how many you add because the scarcity of product is the number one thing NFL has going for it. Number one is that every game feels important. And the problem the other major sports have, no matter what else they do, is that their games don't all feel like events. You can't convince me that if I miss this, and I'm missing anything that really matters. It may be entertaining, I'm going to sneeze. Excuse me. At some point here, I think I'm going to sneeze, which is distracting me. God bless you. I may be entertained by watching this, but I don't feel there's an urgency in the event that I miss it. Football has that. College football has it. Pro football has it. The Olympics have it. Events have it. That's what what an event means. It's the definition of an event. The second thing they want is to be a part of it. They want to be a part of it. My kids want to be a part of stuff that's going on because that is their expectation. When I was young, I just watched. Being a sports fan was a passive activity. I had no desire or expectation that I would be a part of what was going on. Today, with fantasy, football especially, young people are. They're a part of what's going on. Plus, their connection to the players is totally different from mine. I remember seeing Ken O'Brien one time as a kid. My father got us into that club where you go and after a game, at a jet game, you could go and you could eat. You know, that was like that private club you could go to. I don't even remember how we got in, but somehow we're in there. And Ken O'Brien walks in. He was quarterback of the Jets then. I almost fainted. I was like, Dad, that's Ken O'Brien. He's, he walks among us. <laughs> like he's, he's, the, he's an NFL quarterback. I couldn't ever be in the same room with him. I certainly don't know anything about him. That, he was walking with a woman. I was like, Dad, I think Ken O'Brien might be married. Like, I don't know anything about Ken O'Brien, except that he was the quarterback of the Jets. And that's the point. These days, these guys are intimately connected to the fans. So this guy, Jake Paul, who, again, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't know who he was. 
but I'm acutely aware of who he and Logan Paul are, largely because a few years ago, when my son was a little too young, we banned him from following them on YouTube <laughs> because there was a lot of stuff on there that I didn't want Stevie seeing when he was 12 or 13. Well, we're long past that now. But my point is these guys are megastars, and the reason they are is because they make a connection with young people. My son has never met and will never meet Jake Paul, but thinks he knows him intimately. And that's kind of the missing piece of the puzzle here with sports. Athletes, the ones that are doing that, I think, are, are, are rapidly ascending. So the guys with their big profiles on social media and all the rest of that, Juju Smith-Schuster is the best example I can think of of that. That's why he's doing TikTok dances on the opposing team's logo. Not because he's trying to be disrespectful to the other teams. It's because it's what his fans want. And he has connected. My son will say, Dad, Juju Smith-Schuster is the most lit player in the NFL. And that's why. And he cares about that more than he cares about how many touchdowns he scores. So that's fascinating to me. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to ask the members of the hashtag crew, was this fight on your radar this weekend? Like, was this something that you were paying attention to? Was it something you watched? Was it something that you cared about? I can't believe the, I'm even asking this, but could it have been something that you would have been willing to bet on? (laughs) We'll talk about that and more as we continue in a moment. Tim Hasselbeck is on the way as well. Right now, a word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
Greeny, the podcast. Ha <laughs> that's right. Beatles all day long. They're the theme of the green list today, literally and figuratively, and we'll explain exactly why and how coming up. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. Quickly, Hembo, are you leading me to believe that people are tweeting about our topic? The question is, and I asked it facetiously, would anyone buy an engagement ring without deciding who they're giving it to? Is there exists somewhere in this world a man or a woman who has a ring that they just bought to have it so that they're ready when the moment comes but haven't bought it with the intention of giving it to anyone in person? I can't believe anyone would do that. What are you telling me is on Twitter? Rini Jack tweeted the show and said, I bought a ring in my 20s. For that very purpose. What does it matter with Jack? I, I, I want some. Is that the entirety of the tweet? That's the entirety of the tweet. Look up Jack's bio. I want to know something else about Jack. I, 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 question, I question the veracity of this. I just don't believe that His it's bio true. reads, lover of all things freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what to make of that. I mean, aren't we all? I, it, so it just doesn't, I just don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And it, it dates back to or ties back to. My belief that if you're the 49ers, you don't just trade up to the third pick in the draft because you're kind of hoping whoever is there works out well for you. You went up there to get someone in particular. You didn't just buy this ring and think, I'll give it to one of the people who might be there. I, I know three women. I like them a lot. I'll give it to one of the three of them. How about The Bachelor? I mean, have you ever seen The Bachelor? Is yes, The, the Bachelor premise? is not real life. I just want to make sure you're aware that no one walks around living that way, just handing roses to women or sending them on their way. <laughs> if this is a way people actually conduct their lives, you should be aware I'm not familiar with it. So the point is, when you go to a restaurant, when you have specifically chosen a restaurant because they have one signature or famous dish... You go there and you order that dish. You don't ask for the menu. And what that basically is telling us is the 49ers are doing all they're doing for this Trey Lance Pro Day because they have not made up their minds they're drafting Mac Jones. I've been telling you from the beginning, Lance is the guy they're going to take. In the meantime, I was fascinated by the amount of attention that this fight between Jake Paul and Ben Askren got over the weekend. And I will remind, or I will, for those of you just joining me here, I will say again, had it not been for my 18-year-old son, I don't know to what degree this would have been on my radar. I I couldn't have missed it when I woke up Sunday morning, and it was the only thing that was trending. But Saturday, I was very much aware of the buildup to it and the anticipation of it because my son and his friends are all so into it. They were so into this. And so I'm aware that it was Justin Bieber and it was Snoop Dogg and it was all these famous people. It was a show. It wasn't a fight. It was a show. The fight was part of the show and they were all in. So I'm curious because everyone who works on the show is younger than I am. And so um, we'll take this in descending age order. Nuno, besides me, you're the oldest person on the show. Was this fight on your radar this weekend, Nuno? Nope. Not at all. Were you even aware it was happening until after it had happened? I noticed on Saturday night... Uh, when I was on Twitter, that people were talking about the performances, not even the fight, right? But they were talking about the performances. Yeah, like Bieber and 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 Snoop and stuff like that. That that's what people were into. Uh, the next oldest person on this show, I think, is Bubba. Oh yeah. Was this? <laughs> and Bubba is a, a whole other level of hip. You should know. I mean, Bubba is very connected to a lot of these celebrities. Has worked in in different capacities for many of them, including both Jake and Logan Paul. In fact, if I'm not mistaken. 
Do I have this right? Did you were you actually an au pair for the Paul family when they were young? Did you work and help take care of them in their youth? Uh, no, that's just the first thing you have wrong. Okay, yeah, that's, that was that, wrong. So no. not quite. But I, I know you. I have don't a know connection. where you got that one. That one's wrong. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure where that came from. But yeah, one no. way I've been I had been led to believe that. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, that's that's got to change the Wikipedia. That one's wrong. <laughs> did you watch the fight? Uh, no, I did not. I was aware of it. I did hear about it in advance. I knew it was happening, but had absolutely zero interest and did not care at all. Hembo was the next oldest on the show. Hembo, was this on your radar? Zero percent. Zero. Zero. I, I didn't know of it until I woke up Sunday morning and saw some videos on Twitter. I got one more shot at this thing. Devin, was this on your radar or not? Not only wasn't it on my radar, but I'm not staying up till like 1230 or 1 to watch fights. I'm sorry. <laughs> Devin. Not happening. <laughs> You're 29 years old. You're not too staying late. up until 12:30 or one. It's too late. It is way too late for me. I'm in bed. And I'm sleeping. It's past your bedtime. 100. percent And now I feel a need to follow up on this line of questioning. Uh, what? 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 What were you doing on Saturday night that you were too busy to see this? Uh, I was sleeping. What? What did you do prior to sleeping? At whatever point it is you went to bed, what had you previously done? Uh, a whole lot of nothing, actually. Devin, we need to have a conversation. I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll do this off the air. Did, I got my windshield wipers. That's yes, what I did. Did, did we fix the windshield wiper? Windshield wipers were uh, fixed and uh, golf shoes were bought. Okay. So this is pathetic. Anyway, small. the point that I'm making here is that what this demonstrates <laughs> is that more than at any other time before, the future of sports is in events. This was a show. I said about a month ago or whenever it was they were talking about the possibility of another Tyson fight. I would buy the Tyson fight. And the reason is because you're not buying a fight. You're buying a show. The night that Mike Tyson bit off part of Evander Holyfield's ear, and I kept watching on pay-per-view as one ambulance was taking Holyfield to the hospital and another ambulance was carrying the ear, I thought to myself, this might be the most entertained I've ever been. And whatever it is this cost, it was well worth it. And that's what this is. So this isn't high-quality boxing. This wasn't like Ray Robinson in the ring. But it was a show, and it was a show people are interested in. And so the lesson is the next generation of sports fans, that's what they want. That's what they're into, Hembo. Whether, whether you, because you're not that. You're a very unique, like you're, a, you're an unusual, I love you, but you're a very unusual person. Thank you. Uh, particularly for your age, but you're unusual for anyone. You're old by 70-year-old standards, okay? Like, like like most of the people I know who are much older than you are much younger than you. So you're a terrible example on this. But all I'm saying is that is the future of sports. Do you not think that your son and his friends will become more sports fans like you and I no, are, though? You I think do not. This is the world, because this is the world they grew up in. This is the world that they will come to expect as adults. They, they, this is their world. My son sits and watches football with mm-hmm. me every Sunday. He's got two things He's got, his, he's got the laptop open on his lap, which he's following our DraftKings lineup and okay. how we're doing against everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he's got his phone in his hand. And as these games are going on, he is Snapchatting with his friends. He's playing video games nonstop. And he misses absolutely nothing that is happening so on the TV. Just, he won't just watch a game with you without any other Never. screens. Of, Never. Never. What's the longest period of time that, that, would go, like, that, that could happen for? Like a, a quarter? Have a you half? ever heard of Vine? Their, their attention span is six seconds long. Literally six seconds. That generation's attention span is six seconds long. And I'm not an old man sitting here complaining about it. I'm telling the people who run sports mm-hmm. today, that's your future. That's your future. 
All right, Tim Hasselbeck going to join me live uh, coming up in just a moment. We'll go through all these quarterbacks in the draft, and we will set aside some time, <coughs> pardon me, for some calls as well. I'll let you know exactly how. Next, I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Ha-ha. Sergeant Julius Peppers, Lonely Hearts Club Band. Greeny with you, and I'll explain in just a moment how the Beatles and sports came together to create today's Green List. We come to you live every day from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We're brought to you by Chase. Tim Hasselbeck is going to join me here, and then your hot takes are coming up right after that. So you can dial it up now if you don't mind sitting on hold for a few minutes. We'll do a couple minutes with Tim, and then we'll take your calls. We haven't done our hot takes for Monday yet, but we will. Your hot takes. Serving them up hot. I want your hottest takes of the day. Today at uh, 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. Your calls, your hot takes coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, a quick reminder from 1-800-Flowers.com that Mother's Day is around the corner. And you need to lock in your place as the golden child by ordering mom's bouquet early from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now at 1-800-Flowers, you get 36 sorbet roses for just $36. It's an impressive mix of pastel shades, pink, orange, lavender. They sent one to the house. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. They're the official florist of Mother's Day, 1-800-Flowers.com. I would never order flowers anywhere else. To order 36 sorbet roses for 36 bucks, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon, enter the code GREENY. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, enter GREENY. Hurry because the offer expires on Friday. And with that in mind, it is my pleasure to welcome the one, the only Tim Hasselbeck with me here on ESPN Radio to talk quarterbacks and more. Hello again, Tim Hasselbeck. Hey, Granny. So it, it made your your take on this, which you and I shared this morning, which is to say you and I agreed on this and get up has been a running theme on our show today. And I would like to just sort of give you the floor again to dive into this. But the idea that the San Francisco 49ers are going to the lengths they are to orchestrate a pro day for Trey Lance and to, you know, put him together with a quarterback coach that to, to script this that they trust and like and all the rest of it. Like, that's not something you do if you've already made up your mind you're drafting someone else. The Jaguars aren't doing it. 
The Jets aren't doing it Mm -hmm. because they know what they're doing. So to me, this only makes sense. How do you see it? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, the 49ers, you know, as you kind of, you know, outlined on Get Up this morning, they've asked, you know, Trey Lance to do a workout with a specific quarterback coach that Kyle Shanahan has a relationship with. And, and so I don't think that you do that, nor do I think that the agent for Trey Lance would, um, you know, I guess recommend or allow his client to work out for that player without some type of feeling like the 49ers are legitimately interested in maybe drafting Trey Lance. And, you know, I think this close, you know, inside two weeks to the draft, this idea that like they're still undecided on the pick when they, you know, leverage so many draft choices to go move to the number three spot. Just don't think that is reality. And so I think that maybe there's a sense of, you know, everyone buying the smoke screen of Mac Jones back when that was the story of Mac Jones going three to the Niners. Maybe. And, and you were sort of ahead of the curve on saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said it on Get Up, something to the effect of he's a good prospect, mm-hmm. but to trade all the way up there to take Mac Jones at number three didn't make sense to you. And that really was where I first no. started thinking about this. So it does present the possibility, Tim, as we sit and we start speculating how many quarterbacks are going to go off the board immediately. Will we get four in a row? Will we get five in the first seven or eight picks? It does, I think, present one possibility, which is if Mac Jones slides past three, is anyone grabbing him so quickly? Like, I can get people trading up to grab Justin Fields. Are people frantically yeah. trading up to get Mac Jones? I don't believe so. And, you know, I think for me, one of the things I try to do is I watch these guys and then I make my own opinion about it. I, I think early on when I, you know, kind of got out of playing and got into – uh, you know, watching these quarterbacks and talking about them in, in preparation for the draft is early on. I would listen to what people said too much and I would have it affect my opinion. I told you a story on get up you know, a week ago where somebody at the giants who I, you know, consider to be a, a close friend, you know, lied to me about how they felt about Daniel Jones. Now I never was on TV talking about, you know, Daniel Jones based on what they said to me. But it just was like confirmation to me that, like, you can't trust what other people say. So, so Greeny, the reason I bring that up is what I have seen from Mac Jones, I think he is a really good prospect, okay? But I think that it's undeniable that he has athletic deficiencies when you consider the type of players that get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. And so that's my position on it. So, no, I don't believe that they would be teams climbing up you know, to get Mac Jones, which is why I think it's surprising that or it's still hard for me to believe that that's what the Niners were doing. Which does lead us to the possibility as Timmy is breaking moves. Breaking moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. With us here on, on ESPN Radio, it does bring the specter of Belichick back into this. I've said all along that I feel like Jones is the right guy for Bill because they had an offense that worked extraordinarily well for an extraordinarily long time. It involved a quarterback who has similar skill set, super smart, not dynamic athletically, great arm, all that stuff. Now, again, I'm out of my mind to be sitting here saying that Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady. We've probably lived the whole rest of our lives and no one will be the next Tom Brady. But that's kind of the same skill set. 
So it feels to me like if Mac Jones starts to fall, that it does make it would make sense to me that New England might be the team that would go up to get him, not at four or something like that. But if he falls to mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12, that's when I could see Belichick making a move. How do you like him in that offense? Yeah, I, I think that I, I I understand it, and I you know the comparisons, but you know you kind of touched on it. Like you know Brady is this ridiculous draft outlier, and even his skill set in terms of lack of mobility, um, that like that's like New England hasn't drafted that player after you know after drafting Tom. Right, like think about Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett. Like they, the quarterbacks that they have drafted, haven't been like, all right, let's find this other pure, pure pocket passer, and and draft him. So while I think it it worked with Brady because Brady was Brady, I just I don't think that that's necessarily the skill set that that Bill Belichick is looking for. You know, I mean, look, they signed Cam Newton. He threw like ten touchdown passes, and then they re-signed him again. Yeah. I, so, I I actually don't I don't see that as the skill set. They may love him as a player, but I don't think that that he's looking for that skill set. Fair, that's fair, and maybe not. And and I don't wish this on anyone, but it could be that Mac Jones winds up being the player who falls a little bit in this draft. Again, he's not going to fall that far. Um, and mm-hmm. and we will wait and see. Greeny and Tim Hasselbeck presented by Progressive Insurance. He is on the Goodyear Hotline quickly because we've spent so much time on these five quarterbacks. What work have you done? I have four others that I'm projecting will likely go maybe probably Friday, maybe one or two of them slip over to the fourth round, but they are Kellen Mond in no particular order, Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, Davis Mills, and Jamie Newman. They feel like the next four quarterbacks. What work have you done on those guys? And and what, if anything has jumped out to you as something you like? Yeah, so so I've watched all of those guys. You know, Mond is interesting because, you know, athletically, I think that he kind of, you know, athletically, he's he's super impressive. I mean, his, um, you know, the size athleticism is undeniable. You know, the throwing motion is a little elongated, and I think, you know, probably needs some refinement. You know, the guy that I think is super, super interesting is Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman, I've seen quite a bit because I called a number of Wake Forest games back when he was there. He's a really accurate passer and a really, really strong runner. Like, in some ways, he's kind of, you know, this is not meant to be an insult, you know, to him, but like almost in some ways like a poor man's Justin Fields. And, um, but he's got great poise in the pocket. It's kind of a unique offense they ran at Wake Forest. And I think, had he stayed at Wake and not transferred to Georgia and had things turn out the way that they did where he sits out the year, I think he would have had a monster year at Wake Forest. He would have played against good enough competition. And I think that he probably would have ended up getting drafted sooner than he will this year. But I think in the right spot, he could end up being a very good player. Yep, he's one that a lot of people have their eye on. You see him showing up in these mock drafts, third round, fourth round. It's a name to remember. Tim Hasselbeck, outstanding work today. It was a pleasure. I hope I see you before the draft. Thank you, my man. See you, Greeny. All right, that's Tim Hasselbeck with me here on ESPN Radio. My phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN, and now it is time for you. The game, as always, is called What's on Your Mind. It is brought to you by My Computer Career training for a better life. And on Mondays, it's time for your hot takes. I want you to serve them up hot. 888-729-3776. Anything you saw this weekend, 
anything that's on your mind looking ahead to the draft or the baseball or the hoops or whatever it is that you're thinking about, 888-SAY-ESPN, your hot takes are right now here with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's first up? First up is Lucas. All right, Lucas, you're on with us here. Give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny, thanks for having me on. Thank you. What do you got? Um, so, I don't know if this is just a hopeful Giants fan in me or uh, somewhat of a realist, but I think Daniel Jones is going to cement himself as the Giants franchise quarterback this season. And I can't find a, a good way to word this, but I think Daniel Jones, at the end of the year, will have four times as many touchdowns as he does interceptions. That's my hot take. Okay, I like it. You know what? I'm in. I'm 100% in on that. I, I'm a buyer on Daniel Jones. I liked him coming into the draft. I don't know that I liked him six overall. But as we've always said, if you wind up getting a good quarterback, it really doesn't make any difference where you took him. they got to figure out their offensive line. The problem with the Giants is every year they address their offensive line, and every year it gets worse. I don't know how that's possible, but they do it. They took Andrew Thomas last year ahead of all of the tackles. Wirfs and Wills and Becton. But I think there's reason for optimism. Maybe they add, what do they add? They're at a, they, they pick at 11. What do they add? They could add among there's a million different options. One of the really good offensive weapons could fall to them. Devontae Smith, maybe. Jalen Waddell, maybe. Someone like that. They could add an offensive lineman. Someone like um, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC could be there. I don't think, well... I don't think they're going to take one of the big tackles. He's a guard that I'm talking about, Vera Tucker. Maybe they go best available defensive player. Whatever it is they wind up doing, yes. I'm a believer in Daniel Jones, and I think if the right pieces are in place around him, I think he could be good. 888-SAY-ESPN. Hot takes. Bubba, who's next? Andrew in New York. Andrew, give me a hot take. Andrew. Let's go, Andrew. Do we lose Andrew? You're upsetting Bubba. We seem to have lost Andrew, but it was fun while it lasted. Bubba, who's next? Let's try Robert in Robert, New York. Robert, give me a hot take. Hey, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of the show. And Thank you. I'm very happy to be talking to you right now. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to talk about how uh, after the Knicks beat the Pelicans yesterday, they were talking about how Zion Williamson loves to play at New York, and now they're talking about how – Maybe in three years he can play with us. Why are we talking about how the Knicks are on a six-game win streak and we should really be focusing on the good, not about what's happening in three years? I'll tell you why. I, I, liked, I, liked, I like the position. I like, I've heard a few other people say that. Here's the problem. What the Knicks are doing is very similar to what the Brooklyn Nets did a couple of years ago, which is they're establishing themselves as a team that has a culture – and a little bit of a foundation that good players might want to be a part of. They don't stink. They're not embarrassing. They're not terrible. But ultimately, you can have a six-game winning streak, and you can make the playoffs and maybe even win a round, and all that is great. And by the New York Knicks standards, that's a, a freaking unbelievable accomplishment right this minute. But that doesn't make you a championship contender. You don't contend for a championship in the NBA anymore without a legit superstar on your team. Uh, Julius Randle is a very nice player. Maybe he's even developing into that, but he can't do that alone. You need one more. You need someone to choose them. So will it be Zion? And that's still a long way away. There'll be other opportunities between now and then. 
But the way LeBron chose where he went and the way KD and Kyrie and ultimately Harden chose where they went and the way all these guys now in the NBA choose where they're going, no matter who you're a fan of, you need to be the team that these guys are going to choose to go play for. It's almost impossible in this day and age to build a championship team without that. I really believe that. So that's the reason why people are talking about that. I understand the frustration. Enjoy watching what you're watching if you're a fan because it's good. It's certainly way better than what you've gotten used to. But it's not a championship caliber until you add something else. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Paul. Paul, give me a hot take, Paul. Hey, Greeny, thanks for taking my call. I'm going to tell you, this is the best NFL draft we've ever seen. The drama, the intrigue, teams valuing different players all over the boards because we don't have a combine. We're going to see a draft night, a draft few nights, that are going to blow us away as far as TV value and production I can't wait to enjoy it. Thanks, Greeny. Have a good one. Well, are you, pro- are you producing my show? That was a nice promo. <laughs> that was, that was, he's producing The Draft on ESPN next Thursday and Friday with Greeny, Lewis Riddick, Booger McFarlane, Mel Kuyper Jr. Morton Adam will be there. Susie Culber will be there. At that, he just gave us the promo. <laughs> you might see history made. There was no combine. You never know how crazy things are going to get. I love the promo, and I appreciate it. Give me one more, Big Bubs. We got Coop. All right, Coop, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take, Coop. Hey, Green, thanks for taking my call, man. Thank you. Uh, just wanted to call in about my Eagles. Uh, maybe a hot take, but I believe Jalen Hurts is going to have a breakout season. Uh, we're gearing up to have a good year. I know we're the dark horse of the NFC East, but I believe that everyone is sleeping on us and we'll have a breakout year. I claim us getting one of these top receivers and Jalen Hurts being in one of the, the top 10 quarterbacks of the year. What I like it. I, I like it. Uh, top 10 might be a stretch, but, but that's what this year is about. This year is about starting the process. You have three first-round picks next year. You kind of have a win-win scenario at quarterback, which is to say if Jalen Hurts continues on the trajectory that we think we saw the last quarter of last season and he's great, fabulous. You're building around an incredibly inexpensive quarterback for two more years. If he's not, then you probably have another high pick and you have the opportunity to try and package all your picks to trade to Seattle for, for Russell Wilson. I think that feels like a very real possibility. Now, Hembo, you're with you're an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. The Eagles picking at 12, they took themselves out of the quarterback running. They were sitting there at six. I think they did the right thing. They traded themselves back. What do you want to see them do at number 12? Best player available. The Eagles have needs all over the football field. They're in no position right now to be, to be uh, particular about which position they draft. But luckily, because there are going to be at least four, if not five, quarterbacks go before 12, my expectation is that a blue-chip prospect will fall to 12 that in most years would not have gotten out of the top 10. I think that's fair. I think that's probably right, and it probably will happen. All right, you know what? I'm going to do a little breaking news here. I, this is uh, in the last seven minutes, Adam Schefter just tweeted, Alex Smith has announced he's retiring mm. on Instagram. Alex Smith, who had a terrific NFL career. Um, he was the first pick in the draft coming out of Utah. He wound up being drafted by an absolutely terrible and dysfunctional San Francisco 49ers team that couldn't figure out how to get out of its own way until they got Jim Harbaugh there. Uh, he had, I don't remember the exact number, an infinite number of offensive coordinators in a short period of time. Managed to keep things together played well under Harbaugh, lost his job to Colin Kaepernick, and then went from place to place and continued to play well. Played well in Kansas City. 
saved their bacon in Washington last year and will most importantly be remembered for having come back to play in the NFL after suffering an injury to his leg that at one point threatened his leg and maybe even his life. And when the when Washington decided they were going to move on from him this offseason, Ron Rivera very honestly said, I was scared to death putting him out there. Scared to death that I'm going to be the guy who put him out there and he's going to get seriously hurt again. And I think that that's the reality here. I just don't think any team wanted to be the team. Look, he's more than valuable enough to be someone's bridge quarterback or something like that, just taking everything else out of the equation. But do you want to be the coach that puts him out there? I'm, I would be not at all surprised if that ultimately, not outspoken, not, not, not that this will be spoken aloud, but that that ultimately is the reason why no team wound up signing him. So congratulations, Alex, on a terrific career of which you should be enormously proud and on a story of perseverance that I think inspired millions of people. By the way, we had him on the day after the Super Bowl to give him a little trial run on this show as an analyst. He's going to be a great analyst. So there's a spot available for you here if that's what you're interested in, Alex, for sure. See you tomorrow. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.